This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album three, track eight. Welcome back to the 10-Minute Health BizCast. On this track, we're continuing our discussion about how distribution is one of the foundations for fixing healthcare. We've been talking about how hard it is for patients to know what to pay in the current system. What about providers? Well, guess what? It's hard for them, too. They've got to bill insurance, deal with insurance rejections and resubmit, then collect portions from the individuals that the insurance says are due from the patient. It's hard. Providers have huge staffs of people who do nothing but submit bills to insurance companies and resubmit after their claims get denied for all sorts of technical, formal reasons. This system is hugely inefficient and stressful for both patients and the providers. I'm going to give you two examples. I once got a list of claims for my family from my high-deductible insurance plan, and I challenged one for about $50 that I thought should have been included toward my deductible, but the insurance company forgot to count. When I challenged it, I circled it and then sent in the whole list. The insurance company thought I was challenging all the claims on the list. And over the next few months, I got checks totaling about $750 back from the insurance company for things I didn't even know I was owed or had overpaid. I was shocked and I still am. This shows you how little understanding we have of what we're paying for versus what we should be paying for in healthcare. I started thinking maybe I should challenge a few charges with my insurer every year, but send in the whole list every time and just see how much money I got back. I don't do that, but isn't it crazy that I may need to? Here's another example. I've got a bad snore, and my doctor suggested I go to a sleep center to get checked for sleep apnea. His nurse got me booked, and there were two options. One was a place that couldn't get me in for a couple of months, and the second was a nice new facility that could get me in that weekend for a night. I took the quick appointment at the new place. A week later, I got a bill for $5,000 from the sleep center, which said it was out of network, so it was my obligation to pay the bill. Imagine my shock, right? This is what the surprise billing rule you've heard about recently is supposed to deal with. It's to keep all of us from being surprised by unexpected medical bills like this when we have health insurance. To cut to the chase, I didn't pay the bill. I played the ostrich, and I stuck my head in the sand, thinking, $5,000? This can't be right. I think they eventually settled with my insurance for partial payment, and they went away. And I never got another bill. If I had just paid it, that never would have happened, and I would have been out $5,000. So sometimes, in the midst of the uncertainty of the patchwork system, it pays to play the ostrich. But let me make the point again. This isn't good for patients or providers. The uncertainty about what we as patients owe means that providers often never see this money. It's called the private pay or self-pay portion, and it's so hard to collect that many providers send it to collections or just give up. And when they do get paid the patient's portion, it's often six months to a year late, which is a tragedy because most of us would be happy to pay our fair share of our medical bills. We just don't know what it is because the system is so complicated, it takes people who invent moon rovers or people who think calculus is fun to figure it out. I wish there was finance software that would do this for us, similar to stock portfolios, but I'm not aware of any. 
it would have to download data from insurance EOBs and healthcare providers. And since you can't do that yet, we'd have to enter most of it manually. Hopefully that changes soon. Quicken, if you're listening, here's a new business idea. Let's talk now about a different way to handle payment that would make it easier for patients and providers alike. There's no perfect solution, but here's one that would simplify the world and align incentives. Have the insurance companies pay the healthcare providers directly, and then make the insurance companies get reimbursed from the patients if the patients owe a portion. The one party that has visibility into all the charges and is in the business of paying for healthcare charges is the insurance company. They're already doing the reconciliation anyway by sending us EOBs. So the best solution is probably to have the insurance companies make all the payments to the healthcare provider and then have to recover the copay portions or the high deductible portions from their insureds. If we did this, look what happens. There's a single negotiation between the provider and the insurer over how much to pay for the healthcare services, with providers seeking more and insurers trying to pay less, so the incentives are right, and each is in the best position to advocate for paying the right amount for healthcare services, something the patient could never do. If insurers pay the right amount to the provider, and part of it is the patient's responsibility, then the insurer has to recover it from the patient. So the insurer and the patient then have a single negotiation about how much the patient should pay, and the insurer has to explain it. The patient is entitled to an EOB showing the net actual amount paid to the provider. To be clear, the insurer can't get a discount from the doctor, but charge the patient a higher price when calculating the copay. Yes, I've seen this in real life, and it's not okay. So, if we handle payment this way, The patient gets a single bill related to the service instead of getting some bills from the providers and some from the insurer. The patient scrutinizes the bill and, if it looks inappropriate, can argue about whether to pay. Doing it this way, we eliminate several problems. We eliminate the self-pay problem for providers because each service gets paid for by the insurer instead of doing incomprehensible math dividing it into portions between the insurer and the patient. We eliminate the balance billing and surprise billing problems because it's the insurer that gets billed by the provider. We eliminate any healthcare charges getting missed when the insurer calculates the deductible because all charges have gone through the insurer. And we create a situation where there's a remedy. If an insurer is a bad actor, they're highly consolidated and regulated at the state and sometimes federal levels, so consumers have the ability to challenge bad actions. We essentially put the payer in the middle between the providers and the patients. And now the insurer has the risk of overpaying the provider and getting under-reimbursed by the patient, instead of all the risk being on the patient and the provider. The insurer is already in the middle, but now we're making them bear the responsibility that goes with their authority. There are other ways we could do this, but I like them less. We can keep having the patients and providers have to figure it out like now, No. Or we could have the government do it. Uh, I'm not a fan of Russian healthcare, so I think no. If those are the other options, isn't it possible that having the insurers do it would be the best option and would help align the incentives? Before we go, I want to take you through the fourth way to help improve distribution. And again, it involves paying for healthcare. The fourth thing that we need to do to improve healthcare distribution is to incentivize people to engage in healthy behaviors. 
One of the biggest costs to the healthcare system is unhealthy behaviors, so we need to encourage population health. One of the best ways to do this is by pricing discounts into insurance premiums for people who are willing to engage in routines to improve their health. Some employers have already been successful in doing this. Other employers have met with stiff resistance. I think it's critical that employers and insurance on the exchanges offer discounts for future renewals to patients who enlist in and follow through on healthy behaviors. What does this mean? Regular physicals. Why? That gives us the ability to do well care instead of just sick care. We also want people following through with some level of exercise or engaging in other healthy activities. We aren't penalizing people for bad behavior, but we're rewarding people with discounts for good behavior. And good behavior doesn't mean unachievable. It doesn't mean working out so I can get cut like Zac Efron and the neighbors, as much as that may be my personal, always unreachable goal for my midsection. It means improving on your current starting position. So we're not demanding the unattainable. Instead, we're rewarding people for investing in their own health and their own wellness. This has been the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us.